At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies, like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together, we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. This is the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is the Greg Peterson Experience. We're coming at you from Circus Sportsbook, the wonderful casino out here in Las Vegas for the next three hours, and it is going to be a good one. We've got some college football that's going down right now. We're going to get you guys all caught up on everything that we've seen on the gridiron this Friday, and then in the final segment, or in the final hour, I should say, once we wind up getting all the continental 48 states on a Saturday, we're going to be going hard and heavy, taking a look at some of the marquee games that we're going to be seeing this week in college football. Got quite a few of them, by the way, involving teams that they're looking to claw their way into the college football playoff. They're on the road, so we're going to be hitting on so many of those. And as you guys know, my name's sake is Hoops, which means we've got to talk some college basketball here in the first hour. Going to be taking a look at a lot of marquee conferences, giving a little bit of a preview of those, and going to throw in there in the Atlantic 10 as well. We've got to take a look at the St. Bonaventure Bonnies. You also wound up having a very notable injury in the last week or so in the Atlantic 10 that I'll get you guys caught up on. So you might notice that there's a little bit of movement when it comes to odds to be able to win that conference as well. So get you guys up to speed there. And then there are some fun props there on the board for the NFL this week as well. We're going to get you guys caught up on those. And there continues to be a big, giant trend of unders when it comes to the NBA as well. It's absolutely ridiculous. Coming into tonight, unders have been hitting right around about a 64 or so percent clip in the NBA. And it continues once again tonight. All games are now final, it appears, and you did wind up having one big giant over, by the way. The Sacramento Kings just completely dump truck the Charlotte Hornets by a count of 140 to 110. You wind up taking this total over. It wound up starting out at 227.5. Why is it going up to more around 232, 232.5? You were able to get there very easily on that front as it was just a complete reckoning when it came to the Sacramento Kings and what they were able to put on the Charlotte Hornets, but by and large, you take a look around the league, the Pelicans versus Golden State Warriors game, that winds up barely going under the total after you wind up seeing a large line move there. Clippers versus the Minnesota Timberwolves, that game winds up going under. The uh, Cavs versus the Toronto Raptors game got very hairy as this is a total that was steamed way down. It wound up starting out more around the realm of about a 212, 211-ish, Winds up getting bet down to a 204 to a 204 and a half. Barely 
saves under 102 to 101. The Cleveland Cavaliers were able to get the win in that one. You wind up seeing the Knicks versus the Bucks game go under. The Washington Wizards versus Memphis Grizzlies game total was set at 221. This one winds up going under very comfortably as the Wizards wind up winning that one 115 to 87 against the Memphis Grizzlies team that I've been very bullish on this season. They're a team that I've been looking to bet quite a bit. It was one of those games in which it was a little bit wonky because it was off the board due to a couple question marks overnight, so you weren't able to bet it until the AM. So very glad that I didn't wind up jumping in on that because it would have been a tough one for the Memphis Grizzlies, to say the least. Nets versus the Pistons, with the Pistons now finally being able to get Kate Cunningham back in the fold. They were able to cover the spread in this one, and once again, a big giant under. Total was set at 210.5. Neither team got to 100. 96-90, the Spurs versus the Orlando Magic game winds up going under, and then this one just wound up going fine a little bit before wound up coming on this show as well. The Portland Trail Blazers are able to get the win against the Indiana Pacers in a game that featured a whole lot of line movement as the spread wound up opening up Portland laying four. It wound up getting bet down to three and a half in a couple spots. When I was doing the look at yesterday, you were seeing this right around three and a half here at Circa. Winds up closing more around a five and a half in a lot of spots. And it was the Portland Trailblazers who were able to get the win by a count of 110 to 106. So falls right on the opening number if you wound up taking it at close. If you wound up adding the Pacers with the points you got there. If you wound up laying up with the Portland Trailblazers late, you were unable to. But the theme of unders continues. Another under in this one as the total between 222 and a half to 223 goes under again. So if you're betting the NBA right now and you're taking unders, I don't ever advise anyone to blindly wind up playing anything. I know that there are some people that are like, oh, if I just take all underdogs, I'll make money. If I wind up taking all overs, all unders, what have you. It's not something I would ever advise. But if you've been doing it thus far in the NBA, you've made yourself a whole lot of coin right now. I mean, it's been absolutely ridiculous. I think that many people wound up underestimating what the rule changes with regards to fouling, getting rid of some of the stuff that James Harden and company have been doing. It certainly has made a big, giant impact. This is impactful as well. If you wind up taking the Utah versus Stanford game, if you wind up taking the under, which is something that I really liked, I thought that Stanford would also give a little bit more of a spirited effort. Well, things are not necessarily in the world's greatest shape right now as Utah just all over Stanford by a count of 38-7. to A question mark I did have in this game was, was Stanford going to be able to do a... I wasn't going to call it a great job of being able to contain the ground game, but an adequate job on the ground, and the answer is no, because you've got a Utes team that has four rushing touchdowns right now. I mean, it has just been the ground game that has been able to get it done for Utah. Meanwhile, you take a look at Sanford. They were held scoreless in the first half. Now, if you want to dig in the second half, Sanford is actually winning in the second half by a count of 7-0, to zero. so a little bit of promise there, but... No question, not necessary. What you want to see if you want it backing our good friend, the Cardinal, and or the undersell, and it's been a little bit tough, but this is a game that wound up going under as well, and I wind up talking about unders in the NBA. We're really seeing it across all sports. In the NFL, the under sitting at right around a 55 or so percent clip in college football. Coming in tonight, just below 54% when you take into account just the amount of games in general that you have in college football. That's actually quite a trend, and this is another game that wanted following with that one. Boston College able to get it done against Virginia Tech by a count of 17 to 3. It was a Boston College bunch in which they wanted coming into this night after having started 4 0, but it was really the product of playing some bad competition on a four game losing streak, all those games coming in conference, and they were able to get just enough to be able to get the win 17 to 3, as it was just a butt ugly night when it came to Virginia Tech trying to move the ball. You wound up having Knox Kadum go 7 of 16. He was unable to get anything going whatsoever. Ground game wasn't necessarily too bad for the team, but you also wound up having a pair of lost fumbles for Virginia Tech. So it was just a big, giant mismatch. And when you take a look at Boston College in general, a team that, well, they have not necessarily gotten a lot of offense generated. They have now scored 17 points or fewer in each out of their last five games. I was mentioning the fact that they wound up playing a little bit of a soft schedule to begin the year. How about how bad this is? They wind up having an overtime win against Missouri, a team that has yet to cover a spread this year. They wind up playing against the Temple Owls. We will give our ode to Lane Kiffin here of Go Owls, but, man, they are not looking like the team that Matt Rule wants 
once wound up coaching a few years ago, and then they wound up playing the UMass Minutemen. For those of you guys that always like to check out like the bottom 10 of college football, they are always squarely on that list, and then they wound up playing against a toothpaste, the Colgate Raiders. So that is just speaking to what you've got going on there. And when you take a look at the ACC in general, it's a conference that you really have a team of Wake Forest that is trying to be able to make the college football playoff, and right now they are the only hope of the conference being able to make the college football playoff because every other team right now has two losses. We have never seen a two-loss team be able to make the college football playoff, and the game that we're taking a look at right now, the lone one that is live in the Pac-12, we're going to get into them in a second, but every team other than Oregon has at least three losses as well, so that is a little bit of a calamity. You take a look at the path forward, for Wake Forest trying to be able to get into the college football playoff. They are going to be playing against the Boston College Eagles that want to being able to get the win tonight. In a few weeks, they actually wrap up with them on November 27th. They're going to have a big game against North Carolina. I want up coming on this show yesterday, the look at and want up talking about this a little bit with Pam Maldonado. I think that's going to be an intriguing spot for Wake Forest, but no question, the ACC doing absolutely no favors whatsoever to any team that is trying to get into the college football playoff because quality wins, well, they are few and far between, and it might be the case once again out there in the Pac-12 because, as we know, Oregon, their lone loss so far this year is to a Stanford team of which they are trying to be able to get something generated. They are currently finding themselves with the ball about 13-30 left in the fourth quarter, down by kind of 38-7, to and the problem is, the ball is currently on their own seven-yard line with a third and long coming up. So that's not necessarily where you want to be. And you're just a team in the Pac-12 in general that's looking to get into the college football playoff, a New Year's Six game like Oregon is. Well, they are the only one that it probably is because everyone else, like I mentioned, they do have three losses. Utah has been able to separate themselves a little bit in the conference, but Oregon, the only team in those initial college football playoff rankings that is ranked in the Pac-12, it really has been a conference in which it's been all over the place. There has really been no real rhyme or reason to what we've seen. And even though Oregon has been a relatively dominant team when it comes to straight up, they obviously have the best win of any team in the conference. And I would argue of all the teams that are perhaps, and I air quotes here, on the bubble of being able to make the college football playoff, they likely have the best win, being able to go on the road, being able to knock off Ohio State the way that they wound up doing, it is going to be something that is going to be standing out if they do wind up running the table and they do wind up winning the Pac-12. But you take a look at them recently, a little bit lackluster in that win against Cal. They were able to go on the road and knock off UCLA in a little bit more of a pick'em game. You were finding them right around a one-point underdog. They were unable to cover the spread against Arizona, though, as well. So it certainly has not been a conference that has been yielding too many great returns if you've been betting on a lot of these favorites, though the favorite tonight in Utah, they are certainly getting it done. And we've just noticed this in college football in general, the fact that home underdogs have wound up drying up a little bit. You may recall the first three weeks of the college football season, they were hitting right around a clip of 61%. Now for the year, they're more around 54%. So it's not like if you're taking these home underdogs on the spread that you're just taking a bath or anything like that. But at the same time, the big profits that they were yielding at the beginning of the year, that certainly is drying up a little bit. And you know where home underdogs wind up barking a lot? College football, or I should say college basketball. I'm in football mode right now, but college basketball, it is a coming, ladies and gentlemen. Opening night is going to be on Tuesday, so I'm going to get you guys set with a couple previews, and we're going to be previewing one of the major conferences out there in college basketball next, right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This segment of the Greg Peterson Experience is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray. No more spit cups. No more batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and many more. And for your convenience, each comes in two strengths so that way you can easily find the satisfaction level that is perfect for you. Zen, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's ever been easier to find your Zen. So head over to zen.com slash find to locate a store near you. That is zyn.com slash find. And warning, this is a product that contains nicotine, and nicotine is an addictive chemical. As we're back here in lovely Las Vegas, it is a Greg Peterson experience right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. And if you want to take in Utah tonight, well, you're going to be getting to the window on this one. They close right around 10 and a half to 11 point favorites. You could have doubled that, and right now you'd still be in fantastic shape. 45 to 7, the Utes all over Stanford at this point. It is really getting ugly out there in Palo Alto. It's a spot in which Stanford has just not been up to the task. Stanford dealing with quite a few injuries. The most notable one is the fact that they are without their normal starting quarterback in Mr. Tanner McKee. But, man, this has been really bad. As Tavion Thomas, 20 carries, 177 yards. Not one, not two, not three, but four touchdowns for him. And, well, for Stanford, they've got one as a collective. That typically tells you how it's going there. And, if you're looking to dive in on this thing live, you're going to be laying right around 37 and a half points with Utah. So it's gotten absolutely ridiculous out there. And what else is absolutely ridiculous is the fact that college basketball is going to be returning as well. We have actually seen some opening lines for opening night in a few places. I know that DraftKings has a couple lines when it comes to the Champions Classic. I know that a couple places have lines currently available when it comes to Kansas versus Michigan State. You've also got a line available on the Duke versus Kentucky game. A lot of other places, they don't have lines up anywhere. I've seen a couple at WinBet. A couple other places do have a few lines up, but I mean, by and large, this is going to be one in which we're probably going to be seeing most of the notable books wind up putting out lines for opening night. Most likely, I would think on Sunday, you might wind up getting them very early Monday, but I would think very late Sunday, you can expect to see a lot of books wind up carrying it carrying lines on games like St. Peter's versus VCU, Eastern Michigan versus Indiana. And I bring up Indiana because we've got to take a look at the Big Ten for what we're going to be seeing this upcoming season. Going to give you guys a deep dive on a few notable conferences here. We're going to be starting with the Big Ten. Next segment, we're going to be going into the Atlantic Ten. But when it comes to the odds to be able to win the Big Ten, it is a dead heat. Purdue, Michigan, both find themselves at plus 330. From there, you've got the Ohio State University at plus 
425. Illinois finds themselves at 601. Michigan State and Maryland both are at 9 to 1. And then you've got Indiana, 15 to 1. The Wisconsin Badgers, don't waste your money here at 25 to 1. Iowa, don't waste your money at 45 to 1. Northwestern, Penn State, 71. Nebraska, 150 to 1. And Minnesota at 300 to 1. Now, I'm not saying that this team is going to wind up winning this. I'm not saying that you should wind up firing a shot at 150 to 1. But if there's one team that I think is more mispriced than all the others, it is Nebraska. Once again, I don't think that they're going to win the conference. Do not fire on 150 to 1 here. That's not a lottery ticket that is, I think is going to come through for you. But I think Nebraska has a chance to be able to make the NCAA tournament. They bring in Alonzo Verge. You've got the McGowan's brothers. Trey McGowan's is someone that wanted coming in from Pittsburgh. Bryce McGowan's is the best recruit that this program has ever gotten in. If you took a look at their exhibition game last week against Colorado, you saw some signs of brightness. They were able to win that game by double figures. Now, it's a Colorado team that I think is going to be down, but I take a look at Nebraska, and they've got some of the goods. Now, they did wind up losing one of their top rebounders from a few years ago in Yvonne Oroyogo. He's now going to be over there at Grand Canyon, but... This is a bunch that I think that they're going to be playing a little bit more positionless basketball. I think that Fred Hoiberg finally has the blend that he wants over here at Nebraska. As we know, he was one of the pioneers of being able to bring in a bunch of transfers and have them be effective. So I think in this day and age of the transfer portal, he's actually a perfect guy for Nebraska. And we've actually seen Nebraska make the NCAA tournament within the last few years. Jim Miles was able to do that a few years ago. So it's a Nebraska team that... No doubt, they are not going to be winning the Big Ten, but I think that there's a promise for them being more like a top 10 Big Ten team. And if you're in the top 10 of the Big Ten, you've got a shot to be able to make the NCAA tournament because this is a conference that it is locked, loaded, ready for bear. When you take a look at the two top teams, Purdue versus Michigan, I know that there's been a big debate on them for this for this conference. I always have to go back to the Ric Flair mentality. In order to be the champ, you've got to beat the champ. And we've got to give our little bit of an ode to look Ric Flair here. Woo! But you take a look at it, and Michigan, I think, is the team that you've got to be taking a look at here. I've got them personally as a top-five team. I think that Purdue has a lot of question marks when it comes to the backcourt and whether or not they're going to be able to ascend to be a top-five team because Jaden Ivey is someone that wound up shooting sub-30% from three-point range. Now, they are going to be dealing with Mason Giles being out with a suspension first couple games of the year. That's not really going to affect the odds to be able to win the Big Ten because this is just to be able to win the Big Ten and the Big Ten only. This doesn't take into account conference games, obviously, but I take a look at this Michigan team. Hunter Dickinson coming back is not just big. It is massive. Now, they wind up losing Isaiah Livers in the offseason, but also keep in mind, Michigan had to play in the NCAA tournament without Isaiah Livers, and Eli Brooks is a guy that I think is the ultimate glue guy. Someone that's going to give you nine points. He's going to chip in there a few rebounds. He's going to give you a couple assists. He's a guy that shoots himself right around 40% from three-point range, and Jawan Howard has done a great job of coaching. But let's look at the mastermind behind the X's and O's as well. Phil Martelli. Phil Martelli is a man that knows what he's doing when it comes to coaching when St. Joe's wound up very nearly being able to pull off that undefeated season about 20 or so years ago out there in the Atlantic 10. He was the mastermind of that team. He's a guy that knows what he's doing when it comes to coaching. Juwan Howard is the face of that program. He's brought in some tremendous talent. It is a match made in heaven. These guys are absolutely tremendous. If you're looking a little bit further down the list, I don't understand why Ohio State is in front of Illinois. I take a look at Illinois, and they might have the most immovable object in all of college basketball. That object's name is Kofi Coburn, and Kofi Coburn is back, and he is ready to go at it. He's going to be backed up by a backcourt that does have a couple more questions because you've got Ayo DeSumo, who's out of the full, but... I take a look at this team in general, and I think that they're going to be just fine with Andre Corbello. Andre Corbello is not a guy that's going to wind up lighting it up from three-point range. He's got a little bit of a deficiency there, but this guy flat out knows how to defend. The guy is very good at being able to find guys that are out there. He's able to hit them up, so that is something that's very good. And then the guy that goes under the radar for Illinois, you've got DeMonte Williams. DeMonte Williams was among qualifying players because you've got to take a certain amount of threes in order to be qualifying, but among players that qualified across all 347 teams that laced him up last year, he was number one when it came to three-point shooting percentage. He shot a tad below 55% from three-point range. So even though Andre Corbello doesn't shoot great from three-point range, Mr. Williams does. They do have a little bit of movement when it comes to some of the players, but Jacob Grandison, who wound up coming in from... 
Holy Cross a few years ago. I think that he's going to be rock solid. And then if you're looking at a team that I think that we're a little bit too down on, the news of the demise of Michigan State has been prematurely reported. As a matter of fact, I was talking about it a little bit earlier. The fact that you do wind up having a few lines out on the Champions Classic game. Right now, you're finding Michigan State anywhere between a 4.5 to a 5-point underdog against Kansas. A Kansas team that is going to be without their top rebounder in Jalen Williams. I can tell, or Jalen Wilson. I can tell you right now, take a look between 4.5 and, and 5. I like Michigan State. Heck, if I were only getting a 4. I would still be taking a look at Michigan State because they bring in a guy, Tyson Walker. He did have quite a few turnovers while he was at Northeastern last year, but the reason why he had those turnovers with Northeastern is because he had to create. He didn't have a lot of guys around him. A bad shot for Mr. Williams was better than a good shot for someone else, or I should say Tyson Walker. A bad shot for Walker was better than a good shot for so many of these other gentlemen. And then you take a look at Michigan State. Joey Hauser getting another year with this Spartans defense is going to be big because he was a liability on defense. You sort of knew this to be the case because he came in from Marquette. And Marquette, while they were under the tutelage of Steve Wojcicki, they were playing the Casper-style defense and that it did not exist. It was... Just not a good situation whatsoever. Him being able to have that full offseason, I think is going to be able to help this team ascend a little bit more. And you just take a look up and down the Big Ten. Indiana, with what they were able to bring in with Woodson and company, I think that that is going to be a good regime. And what I think is even bigger is that you do bring in Mike Woodson, who has a little bit of an NBA pedigree. What they've done with them is much like what Michigan wound up doing with Joe Howard. They brought in Thad Mata to back him up. If there's a man that knows Big Ten basketball and the Midwest in general, it's Thad Mata. A man that won at Xavier, a man that won at Ohio State. You've got to think that Woodson and Mata, they are going to be able to win at Indiana. They brought in a bunch of transfers. They're a team that I think has some value. Ultimately, I do think that Michigan winds up winning the Big Ten, but this is a Big Ten that is going to yield a lot of fruits if you wind up taking a lot of home teams because that's going to be impactful. What else I think is going to be impactful? Taking a look at home teams when it comes to the Atlantic Ten as well. There's one team that I clearly think is the top team out there in the Atlantic 10, but I think it's going to be bearing a whole lot of money. There are a bunch of teams towards the middle that are going to make things intriguing. So we're going to be diving into the Atlantic 10 next, right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The VSIN midseason football specials here. For just $99, you get everything VSIN has to offer from now until the end of the NFL playoffs. Daily best bets emails, 24 7 video streaming, betting splits for every single sport, point spread weekly, plus in-depth data and analysis on vcin.com and the upcoming college hoops betting guide i wonder what schmuck named greg peterson wanted writing that up the this is a great deal only 99 dollars for the rest of the football season sign up now at vcin.com slash subscribe and here the guy that wanted putting in a lot of work on that college basketball betting guide is actually a relatively good guy so you're going to need to check that out when it winds up dropping early next week as it is a Greg Peterson experience. It is myself, Greg Peterson, coming at you until 1 a.m. Pacific time, 4 a.m. Eastern. So we've got a lot of fun to hit on. Last segment, we wound up taking a look at odds to be able to win the Big Ten for this upcoming college basketball season. Now we need to head to the East Coast. Let's go to the Atlantic Ten, a conference that you're in and you're out. I think is one that is very intriguing now. I thought that there was a potential for three teams to be able to get into the NCAA tournament, and you're going to see this reflected with the odds. Looks like it's going to be a little bit more of a two-horse race. St. Bonaventure, right now the favorites out there when it comes to being able to win the Atlantic 10, and you have to lay a little bit as of right now when it comes to them. Minus 115 is what you're finding at DraftKings. From there, you've got your clear number two. That would be the Spiders of Richmond. They are finding themselves at plus 290, and then you're going to see a chasm from there. VCU, plus 850. Davidson is 15-1. to 1. You've got the Dayton Flyers and the Rams of Rhode Island. You're going to be getting the, both of them at 18-1. to 1. St. Louis has just completely cliff-dived based on the news of the Javante Perkins injury. That's 28-1. to 1. We're going to be hitting that in a second. George Mason, 35-1. to 1. Duquesne, UMass are both finding themselves at 40-1. to 1. George Washington, our nation's first president, they're counting them out. 130-1. to 1. LaSalle, the Explorers, well, they're going to be exploring the bottom half of the conference at 50-1. to 1. St. Joe's, 150-1. to 1. And the Rams of Fordham finding themselves 
where they have been time and time again throughout their college basketball lives. At the bottom of the conference, 4-1, and I am not going to be advocating for any of those bottom-dwelling teams or anything like that, because I do think that when it comes to odds to be able to win this conference, you've got to be taking a look at St. Bonaventure, number one. And the big reason why you take a look at St. Bonaventure, they've got by far the best big men, not just in this conference, but one of the better big men that you're going to find in all of college basketball. His name is Oshun Oshuni. I go back to the 2019-20 season. When Oshun Oshuni was out there on the floor, you had St. Bonaventure wind up going 18-6 and six in games that he wound up playing in. Without him on the floor, the team was 1-6. and six. He is one of the bigger and more under-the-radar difference makers that you're going to find in all of college basketball. He is not someone that is going to be stretching the floor by any means, but he does a rock-solid job of just being able to give you a good effort night in and night out. I think that it is just very important that you wind up taking a look at the impact that he's able to have on the game because it is absolutely massive. So I think that he is someone that you're able to take a look at. And no question, he is going to be someone that I think is going to be wreaking a lot of havoc on this conference. But when you take a look at things in general, when it comes to this conference as well, I think that when it comes to Richmond at number two, they should rightfully be there. You do have a little bit of a question as to what the ceiling is going to be, but you want to also keep in mind that they were without Nick Sherrod last year. Sherrod is a guy that throughout his career has been a high 30s, low 40s percent three-point shooter. And they also bring back Jacob Gilliard. Jacob Gilliard might be the most underrated point guard in all of college basketball. He had north of five, of six, of five assists and 3.6 turnovers per game. His amount of steals was nearly double the amount of turnovers that he had himself. He is a game record. Now, when it comes to Richmond, the defense has been a little bit lax for this team, but they've got a guy in Grant Golden, someone that stands right around six foot ten. He was able to put up right around 12 points per game. He does a good job of being able to haul in there some rebounds. He's able to stretch the floor. I think that he's going to be very beneficial for this team. And when you take a look at where you're able to get out of Gilliard, you're able to throw in there Nick Kale, and then you're able to throw in there who I was talking about a little bit earlier in Grant Golden, and you're also able to throw in there a few other guys. I mean, they wound up having a quadrant last year in which all four of their guys that were their main scorers that are coming back from last year average between 12 and 12.7 points per game. So they've got very much balanced scoring. And then you take a look at VCU. The name brand is there for the team, but they're going to be dealing with quite a few injuries. Ace Baldwin is someone that it looks like he's going to be out until January. That is going to be absolutely brutal for the team. As a matter of fact, if you take a look at VCU's roster right now, about half the players are currently dealing with an injury. It is just absolutely ridiculous what we have seen for this VCU team. It's been a case of Murphy's Law. Everything that can go wrong will go wrong for VCU. I just have to question the value that this team is going to be presenting because if you take a look at it, the last five years of college basketball, VCU, whenever they played against a ranked opponent, they are covering about 20% of those games. When the moment gets big, VCU has been unable to cover under Coach Mike Rhodes. It has been a little bit of a tough situation for them there, so I do think that is going to be a little bit tough. And then I mentioned it a little bit earlier with St. Louis. The fact that they are now 28-1 to to be able to win this conference out. I felt like they should have cliff-dived a little bit because of the news of the injury of Javante Perkins. Javante Perkins was their top scorer last year. A guy that was able to put up 17.5 points per game was able to be an efficient three-point shooter. But seeing this big of a cliff-dive, I just think is absolutely ridiculous because when you take a look at St. Louis, no question, they're going to be missing him, but they bring in the Carmelo Anthony of college basketball in Rashad Williams. The reason why Rashad Williams is the Carmelo Anthony of college basketball is because this guy is going to do nothing but fire up threes. I mean, this is someone that last year led the country in three-point shot attempts at Oakland. Shot right around 33% from three. He is your classic, I'm going to take 20 shots to get 20 points sort of guy. Not necessarily ideal, but he is going to be able to give this team some scoring, so you don't have to worry about that. And take a look at the rest of the team as well. They do wind up losing our good friend Frenchie, Hassan French who was always very solid down low, and a guy that wound up shooting, I kid you not, less than 40% at the free throw line. They replace him with a gentleman by the name of Francis Okoro. Francis Okoro, that name might sound familiar, because during the 2018-19 season and 2019-20 seasons for Oregon, he wasn't just a player on the roster. He's a guy that wound up seeing 40 starts, 
for a Power 5 conference team in Oregon that year in and year out competes to be able to make the second weekend of the NCAA tournament. I was able to be relatively solid as well. His blocks on a per-minute basis when it came to Oregon during the 2019-20 season was right around 2. Now, overall, he wound up having 0.8 blocks per game because the team didn't give him much run because he just wound up having a bunch of different guys that were able to contribute for that team. But I think that with him being the main big man for the St. Louis team, they're going to offer you quite a bit of value. And then you take a look at the team that is just above them, the Dayton Flyers. Do not sleep on them because while I do think that St. Bonaventure does wind up winning the Atlantic 10, if there's a team that I think could completely wreck the apple cart, if there's a team that I think is undervalued both with regards to this market and I think that they're going to be undervalued from a game-by-game perspective, it is the Dayton Flyers. News of the demise of this program is a little bit overblown as well because when you take a look at the Flyers, no question, they were one of the teams that lost out the biggest by us not having a 2020 NCAA tournament. But Anthony Grant is a guy that knows how to coach his tail off. And then you take a look at just all the guys that you have in general. Mustafa Amzil, he was someone that wound up having a rock-solid start to his career out there in the Atlantic 10. Wound up having a mid-season struggle last year as a freshman, but was still able to put up 10 points, 5.5 rebounds. He's able to shoot 38.2% from three as a six foot ten stretch player. He is one of the more underrated players in all of college basketball. He's going to come in. He's going to make a contribution right away. Deron Holmes II is a freshman that is a consensus top 75 guy. He's six foot ten. He's able to be a little bit more of a uh, traditional big man for this team. And you're going to notice that this is a Dayton team that they might not have a ton of firepower out there in the backcourt. They're going to be really banking on Elijah Weaver. The transfer that wanted coming in from USC last year was a little bit of a disappointment, but I think that he's going to be able to have a big year. But the guy that I'm taking a look at, Tumani Kamara. Now, he wound up playing for a Georgia team that... Let's face it, among Power 5 teams, they are one of the lesser ones. They've got a coach that is still riding the coattails of Dwayne Wade and Mr. Tom Crean. How this guy continues to get jobs, I have absolutely no idea. And it is a case in which someone had to put the ball in the basket for Georgia, but you're still bringing into Dayton a guy that wound up averaging 12.8 points and 7.7 rebounds per game out there in the SEC. I mean, if he's able to do that in the SEC, imagine what's going to happen when he goes into the Atlantic 10 and he's facing Sherman's soft defenses like the LaSalle Explorers, like the St. Joe's Hawks, all these teams. He is going to absolutely wreck some shop. This is a Dayton team that they do have a very good style, which they play a little bit slower, but they should be able to have a little bit better ball movement this year as well. When it came to their backcourt last year, Ronnie Chapman, who's out of the fold, he wanted transferring to Vanderbilt. He was dealing with quite a few injuries, so I think that just having a little bit more when it comes to knowing what you're going to be able to get out there in the backcourt is going to be very good for this team. And then you take a look a little bit further down the list, UMass is going to be an intriguing team, but dare I say you're going to be able to find a little bit of value on Fordham because you wound up ostracizing the old regime. The old regime is now gone. They wind up bringing in a guy in Kyle Neptune who was an assistant at Villanova. I think that he's going to be able to kick things up tempo. Fordham, year in and year out, has been one of the most anemic offenses in all of college basketball. So I think Fordham, your worst team when it comes to odds to be able to win the Atlantic 10, going to be able to lend some value when it comes to overs. What else is going to be able to lend some value? The Big East. I just wound up talking about Villanova. We're going to talk a little bit more about them next right here on the Greg Peterson Experience. And that is right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare (laughs) 
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience. It is myself, Greg Peterson, and my nickname is Hoops. What I've got to do for you guys right now, get you all set for the upcoming college basketball season. If you're listening to this via podcast form, what have you, that you're able to rewind, while I'm depending on the Big Ten and also the Atlantic Ten in the last two segments, and we did wind up having a game-go final. Utah just completely dump-trucked Stanford. 52 to 7. They get to the total all by themselves. So, this is a game that winds up going over the total. Stanford was without their starting quarterback in this one. And, well, it looks like they were without their entire defense as well, as Utah just wound up completely racking things up on the ground. As you take a look at the big performer in this one, TV on Thomas 20 carries, 177 yards, four touchdowns. And Micah Bernard also had 110 yards. T.J. Fletcher also had 100 yards on the ground. They had three different 100-yard rushers in this game. A low point for Stanford football, ladies and gentlemen, and we have seen some low points for Stanford football. So that was not necessarily great. And to be able to watch that, that tastes out of my mouth because I wanted to take the points with Stanford, which that's not one of the greatest calls I've ever had in my life. We're going to instead go to some East Coast college basketball because there is nothing more opposite than West Coast football, than East Coast college basketball. We've got odds to be able to win the Big East. These are via DraftKings, and I found these to be very intriguing because I think that these are quite off. You've got Villanova at minus 105 to be able to win the conference. Villanova should no doubt be the short shot. If you're telling me that barely over 50% of the time Villanova wins this conference, I don't know what to tell you because I think that if you play this conference out 100 different times, which is how I always try to gauge whether or not there's value in futures in general. But if you want to play the season out 100 times, I don't know how Villanova doesn't finish on top fewer than 75% of the time. I mean, that is very short right there. Then your next team is UConn. You're finding them at a plus 380. Xavier is plus 650. St. John's 15 to 1. Butler is 18 to 1. You've got Providence. They're clocking in at 20 to 1. 25 to 1 is DePaul. How or why DePaul is 25 to 1 is escaping me. Georgetown is 28 to 1. Marquette is 35 to 1. And bringing up the rear in the conference, Creighton at 100 to 1. Also, do note, Seton Hall is not on this list because DraftKings, they do have quite a bit of clientele out there in New Jersey. You're unable to bet on the New Jersey teams in the Big East. So, Seton Hall is excluded in this, or else you'd probably be finding them, probably, in my opinion, somewhere between UConn and Xavier. And that does wind up. Throwing out the numbers a little bit. So if Seton Hall were to be able to win the Big Ten, you would be giving it to number two. So just want to clear up that little bit there. But how in the world do we get DePaul at 25-1? to This is a team that in the last 15 years, they have finished in the bottom three of the Big East literally every single year. And you're telling me that they're better than Georgetown, Marquette, and Creighton. I think that DePaul has a little bit of value on a game-in-a-game-out basis, but they wound up overhauling their coach. They've got... Clearly, like, none of the play pieces that they wound up having be their top performers last year. And they're 25-1 to 1 while Creighton's 100-1. to 1. I recognize that Creighton wound up losing a lot, but anyone that has seen Ryan Nemard, he was on display in that FIBA under-19 event 
There's good value on Creighton at 100 to 1. Also, keep in mind that the two, two top freshmen that Creighton wanted bringing in in the class of 2020, they did not wind up playing. They both wound up suffering back to back torn ACLs within seven days of each other, about a month before the season. Their names, Rati Adrona Kashvili, along with Modestas Conclaris. They were two of the top guys coming over from Europe last year. Both of these guys are going to come in. Both of these guys are able to shoot threes with Androna Kashvili. He's able to give you a little bit of this and that. He's able to handle the ball as well. So I think that this is a Creighton team that they're just terribly priced at 100 to 1. I'm not saying that they're going to be winning the conference by any stretch of the imagination, but if you're telling me that if you wind up playing out this conference 100 times, they only win at 1, I don't know what to tell you. This is a Creighton team that I think that they could wind up finding themselves in a little bit of NCAA tournament contention. I mean, you take a look at the regime in general, what you've been able to get out of Greg McDermott. You're in and you're out. This is a guy that overachieves. You're in and you're out. This is a guy that he gets his team playing their best basketball. Now, defense is sometimes optional when it comes to Creighton. You're going to be without Christian Bishop. You're going to be without so many of the guys that want to make this team great last year, like Marcus Sigurowski and company. But 100-1, to one, man. I, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, you've got DePaul as four times better odds than Creighton, which that's just a crying shame in my opinion. So if you're looking for a long shot play, under to one. <laughs> you really can't beat that. I, I'm Once again, not saying that they wind up winning the conference, but 100 to 1 is just disrespect for Creighton. I do think that Villanova, as I was mentioning a little bit earlier, I mean, this is your play right here. I see them being able to win this conference no less than 75% of the time just because everyone else in the Big Ten is pretty darn mediocre. UConn has a very good stable of bigs down low. This is a team that the last two years they've ranked in the top 15 when it comes to just block percentage. It's just the percentage of shots that they face that they wind up blocking. They're very solid there. They are going to be without James McKnight, who was a little bit of a Carmelo Anthony type player himself, in which he was able to give you 20 points, but he was taking 20 shots at the same time, was able to be skilled at being able to get to the free throw line. But I take a look at RJ Cole. He does a good job of not turning the ball over. When he was at Howard, he was able to be a guy that would go off for 20 plus points. Obviously, this is not the MEAC, but I think that they're in relatively good hands. The X-Men, Xavier, they are the team that I feel like in this conference they've got the highest ceiling and the lowest floor. And the big thing with Xavier that you want to keep in mind, Zach Fremantle. He is a six foot nine, do it all, a little bit of a big man. It's able to shoot it from three-point range. Wound up having a big fall-off towards the second half of last season when it came to his three-point shooting percentage, but he is currently dealing with injury. That is something that I think is something worth monitoring because if he winds up coming back and he winds up looking rock solid, that is going to be very beneficial for this team. Also keep in mind someone that was very out of sight, out of mind for Xavier last year. His name is Ben Stanley. Two years ago while he was playing for Hampton, that is out there in the Big South, he was absolutely tremendous. He was putting up like 22 points per game. He was able to give you seven rebounds. Not a guy that's necessarily going to let it fly a lot from three-point range, but he should be able to take some strides forward. This is also a program that they wind up bringing back quite a bit of their backcourt as well. And what I think is going to be very intriguing is to see what you're able to get out of Adam Kunkel because he wanted making the move from Belmont to Xavier very late in the process last year. You can tell that he was behind a little bit. He wasn't necessarily himself, but he did wind up hitting some sort of buzzer three towards the back half of the season for Xavier. He was getting a little bit more comfortable. While he was at Belmont during the 2019-20 season, 16 and a half points, shot 39% from three, was able to give out a couple of assists. He was able to chip in there a steal. This is a guy that's able to do a little bit of everything at six foot four. So I think that there's a lot of upside with Xavier, but at the same time, if you don't wind up having Zach Fremantle out there on the floor, that is going to be very costly. And as a result, you'd be taking a look at some of your other three-point shooting options, like Nate Johnson, who is able to shoot 45.2% from three-point range. We also do wind up bringing back Paul Scruggs, but the other team I think is very intriguing is St. John's. If there's a team not named Creighton that I think that there might be a little bit of value on, it is St. John's. Now, I have soured on this team a little bit recently. You may have seen the reports that wound up coming out via Sports Illustrated. My man, Kevin Sweeney, did an absolutely terrific job of being able to cover this, but he apparently lost a locker room towards the second half of the season. But when you take a look at St. John's, the depth for this team is not necessarily terrific, but when you take a look at the front-end talent, it is certainly there for this team. And you've got two guys that are just able to take over a game. That would be Julian Champagny along with Posh Alexander. Posh Alexander, as a freshman last year, he really came on towards the back half of the season. 11 points, 4.3 assists. He's able to do a good job of being able to rip the ball away. 2.6 steals per game. He and Julian Champagny a combined four steals per game. And when it comes to Champagny, this guy is just a statue suffer. Shot 38% from three, 87% at the free throw line. Keep in mind, this is a six foot eight combo player. 19.5 points, 7.5 rebounds. 
If he had needed him to wind up being the water boy as well, he could do double duty. I mean, the guy just does it all. I really like his game. What are you going to be able to get behind some of these guys, though? Because he did wind up seeing Vince Coleman along with Isaiah Moore, the number three and number four scorers for the team last year. They wound up entering in the transfer portal, but they did wind up getting a little bit of an acquisition late now. You want to be checking in, making sure that he's all eligible and everything like that because he did wind up coming over late in the process. That would be Tariq Coburn. Tariq Coburn was with the Pride of Officer last year, a guy that was able to put up 15 points per game, shot nearly 40% from three-point range. He should be able to take a little bit of the burden off of the duel of Pasha Alexander along Julian Champagny. I think that if he's eligible, he's going to come in right away, and he's going to be able to do a very solid job for this team. Dylan Adibusu is also someone that has been dealing with some injuries, but he should be able to do a good job. Steph Smith is someone that winds up coming in for Vermont. I think that he can be a little bit of a mixer and shaker. He's able to do a solid job. He'll be able to give out the ball. He's a little bit of a heat-check three-point shooter, but has certainly a little bit of ability as well. And when you take a look at the Big East in general, this is a conference that it has been run by Villanova in recent years, but I was talking about it with the Big Ten, the fact that home teams typically have a lot of success. You're able to find that in this conference. And then you've got that team that is a roach. They just never, ever die. That is Providence. Providence is probably at some point going to take some loss in what you're just hearing. Like, what the heck? Because I still remember during the 2019-20 season, they wind up losing to Long Beach State as like a 15-point favorite. And then all of a sudden, they're knocking off Villanova, and they're making a run towards the NCAA tournament. That is exactly what Providence does. You can never count out a team that is coached by Mr. Cooley. I think that this is a team that they're going to be able to get a lot down low as well. So I think that the Big East is going to be very intriguing. But look no further than the short shot of Villanova at minus 105. We're talking to a lot of guys that play college basketball. Coming up next, we're going to talk a little NBA right here on VEASAN. The Sports Betting Network. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.